Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO's Trent Condon. Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, shapes up like this. In about so 15 minutes, we will speak with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Recovers the NFL. He just posted his uh, prediction for the divisional round this week, but he's got a lot of content up at yahoosports.com. Not only football, but he is their sports wagering uh, writer as well. And we will talk uh, with our friend Frank Schwab, a Wisconsin grad, coming up here at 20 minutes after the hour. Then at 12.05, Wade Looking Bill will join us. Uh, obviously, Wade played a big part in the uh, BTN special last night that we will get to momentarily. He'll join us as he does each and every week during the uh, basketball season. He'll join us today at 12.05. And then speaking of basketball for the first time, certainly not the last time between now and Selection Sunday, our bracketologist, well, he's also Gannett's bracketologist, to be fair, Shelby Mast from BracketWag.com. BracketWag.com, he updates his site each and every day updates his bracket. Iowa State today a three. Iowa is in as an 11 seed. That's from Shelby Mass, who's been pretty accurate, and uh, he will join us uh, at 12.30. Trent's plays of the day coming up before we get out of here. How did you do yesterday? Had a losing day for the first time in a while. Four and five, though, wasn't a disaster. So it wasn't like you're on nine. Right. Now, I'm waiting for that day. It's coming. It's going to ultimately happen. Sure was. It just or one and eight. Yeah, there's going to be a rough stretch, and it's. You know, I told you on Saturday, I went eighteen and five. Uh-huh. And I got a hard time with one of the five losses. <laughs> like, all right, what 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 more could I do mm-hmm. when you're putting out that kind of record and what I've done here for two and a half months now, just staying hot? A four and five is not bad. I mean, if if you're doing that and still hitting the other days like I have been, you're going to be okay. But I, I had somebody last night late tailed me on the Colorado State San Diego State game. Colorado State was controlling that game. I was laying four and a half and we got home late on that one last night. Uh. But yeah, just uh, one of those days where lost by a half point and one. Uh the Indiana State game, I was watching that and watching a lot of Valley Hoops last night. I did too. They were in control the whole game, up 48-40, and then couldn't hit mm. a shot and lost that one. But yeah, overall, it's gonna happen. If you're going to tail me, just be prepared. There's going to be a day that is not going. They're not all winners, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't be talking right now. The guys that sell their picks, <laughs> right? Yes. They're, they're not infallible. They and lose too. Realistically, those guys, if they hit fifty-five, fifty-six percent over the course of the year, and so is their so is their are their paying customers, and that's how you have to look at yeah. it. It is an absolute grind. Yes, college basketball is a sport that I think I'm the best at, but there are no automatics, and for every good day, mm. there's going to be a bad one. So be prepared. If you're tailing me, be prepared. It's not going to be all eight and twos throughout There's the There's certainly been a lot of them. And I got 11 plays tonight. Well, let's get to that uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes before one. It is official now. The uh, The rescheduled Northwestern game will happen on January 31st. Uh, it is an 8 o'clock tip. Big Ten Network has it. So Tuesday, the 31st, uh, BTN at, uh, at 8 o'clock. Northwestern and Iowa has found a, a place on the schedule. Well, speaking of Big Ten Network, Trent, I... Um, I don't recall a time where I was absolutely as captivated as I was last night watching the Chris Street special. 
Um, it is amazingly well done. I didn't know that they had the capability. And that, this isn't a knock at them. This is a. I didn't know they had. Yes, they cover games and they talk about games. Mm-hmm. I don't know who on their team um, had the ability to pull off what they did last night. It was unbelievable. You cried. You're left with. Um, you want more. You just there's just so many. Um, emotions that affect you. And now I know when you and people that grew up, um, now I know how you were at that period of time. See, I'd left in 91. I left for three years. It was here 89 to 91, saw beginning of his career, saw Looking Bill and beginning his mm-hmm. career, and then went to Denver. And it happened when I was in Denver, and it was a story. But I didn't get to. I, I didn't get the feel of what it was like in the state that's my adopted home. Mm-hmm. After I watched that last night, I do. I get it. It was. It's tragic, it, and it was just. I, I can't. I can't say it enough. Big Ten Network, unbelievable job. The, the crew has done an amazing job, and I've seen a few of these stories they did. Uh, they did the Tom or the Brands Brothers one that was really really well done. There's a couple others that I've seen, you know, bits and pieces of, kind of flipping around and and get a piece, but nothing like that. And, and the story that is so impactful. Talked about it from my perspective as a kid, you know, in middle school, growing up a Hawkeye fan. What Iowa ma- basketball meant to me, and and we've talked about this a lot. And you know, it's interesting when we first started working together, and the anniversary was coming around, and he said, "I just I don't get it," and mm-hmm. it's because it's difficult to explain now. You were here during that time period where the syndicated Hawkeye basketball network yes. was a monstrous it was thing. Huge. It, it was huge. I, I've told this story before. Lou Olson in his book, when they formed the television network, it started with Bob Hogue at KWWL, and then they started syndicating it across the state. And when they did that, it was getting a 70 share across the state. It's unbelievable. A, the Super Bowl <laughs> doesn't get a 70 share. They were getting, I think there was one year it was like a 74.4, something like that. That's how big Iowa basketball was. That's what you did in this state. And if you went to have coffee the next morning or if you're at yeah. filling up with gas, you talked about right. Iowa basketball. That's what it was. That's what our winners were. And a small town kid, that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a big part of that here in Des Moines and, and across the state. That's what it was about, Iowa basketball. But during that time period, you had George Raveling coming off of Ludols and into George Raveling and bringing in these great recruits. Dr. Tom's first year with all these guys, but they weren't Iowans. Mm-hmm. And then no, no, the Iowans can't play at Iowa. Right. And right. we talked about that last yes, night. Yes, they did. And Chris Street, he could. Who was the guy in Indianola that interviewed Street when he got to Indianola as a high school player. They interviewed him a couple of times. I think when he signed with Iowa, um, it was it was after a basketball game. I wonder who that was. I'm not sure. Yeah, Do you know the guy you saw. You saw. You I watched saw, it last yeah, night. Yeah, had that microphone and was was interviewed. I, I wonder what. I wonder if that guy's still alive. Right. Um, just just remarkable the the footage that they came up with. What his youngest sister, how he protected oh. his youngest sister basically from seemingly from the time she was born. Mom and dad and moms to this day going to the gravesite at Christmas. She mentioned how she likes to decorate the house. Then they cut to you know the, the to where his final resting place, and she's doing it again every Christmas. And the tree that stays up until his birthday, and the letter that I was sent him that they didn't give him, let it didn't make him aware that this arrived in the mail until his birthday and then the pictures of him opening the letter and you can just see him reading it yes. and what it meant to him so i've seen that picture before i've seen that picture of him in his iowa sweatshirt 
I never realized the that context was, behind it. Yeah, yes. that, that's him opening his first recruiting right. letter from Dr. Tom. Yes. And the impact that that had to be. And, and you can just see, and, and now with more context behind oh. it, understanding what that moment meant for him, he was going to be a big national recruit. He didn't care. <laughs> he wanted no. to be an Iowa Hawkeye. Yeah. And that was it. And it's so funny in today's day and age and hearing Dr. Tom talk about we, we really didn't offer guys that early. Right. It wasn't that early. No, he was a, was a sophomore. He was a sophomore, yeah. yeah. So early, you know. Right. And today, right. you've got guys in middle school that mm-hmm. are getting offers and like, mm-hmm. and just how different that was, and an Iowa kid to get that oh, offer and man. committing right away, and that part of it. And that's another story that I've heard before. I've heard Dr. Tom talk about that, is basically committing on the spot, like, mm-hmm. there's nobody else. And Dad Mike was like, you sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's no messing around oh. about that. and. There were so many impactful parts about it. There were heartbreaking moments. Oh, my God. Bert Hansen. And, and, and Bert, not playing in the first six, eight games of yeah. his sophomore year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Bert. Right. Now, again, but that was a different time. Sure. It, it really was. He started it. Uh, uh, Bert started him in uh, the, uh, in the um, what do you call it? The, 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 not JUCO. Um, the JV team. JV team. Yeah. Thank you. Junior varsity. Um it's just, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> Gary Close, oh, yeah. the relationship he's the lead recruiter. Um, just listening, listening to what he had to say, and ah, oh, just amazing, Trent. And here's the thing: that as much as anything, Chuck Pence being part of it, mm-hmm. the 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 snowplow driver. A, can you imagine? And, and what was it like? Do you remember? There's no internet then. There's no right, there's right. no Twitter then. But could you imagine if there was what his family would oh. have gone through? I mean, the doxing that he and his family would have had to overcome. And he had never spoken about it until he sat down in front of the Big Ten Network cameras. Oh, that was powerful. And the thing that had stuck with me about when he did his piece, to th- and this is a quote, to this day, the chunk of curb has still not been replaced. Yeah. He drives by this, I guess a lot, because he mentioned that the drive will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, such a great show. The such vi- a great show. The vitriol that he went through, even without was there? social media. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this was a guy that was blind, and it was... His fault, it and he and he, and he took him, and he destroyed. I can only imagine. Yes, and, and having to live with that, and it was so impactful. Both Mike and Patty saying, "You know, he never reached out to mm-hmm. us." And then at the end, when he said the question was asked, which mm-hmm. I, I thought was an incredible job by who was doing the interview. Well done. Why didn't you? He said, "Because I don't think they want to hear from right." Him. And just that was heartbreaking mm-hmm. in itself, and knowing that this guy has lived with this for thirty years. Ugh. What his life has been like. It's a different, changed. Absolutely changed. Living in eastern Iowa uh-huh. and, and going through that and day to day, he says there's not a day mm. he doesn't think about that. He tries that. by that all the time. The curb is still, the chunk of concrete has not been replaced from the curb. It just so impactful, so well done, mm. so many stories. It was great to see the old court with the parquet floor yeah, yeah. And, the, and the yellow. Yeah. They need to bring that back. You know, I never noticed that until you just said that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris Street's girlfriend, uh, high school sweetheart, you know, and into college. Uh, both of his sisters part of it. Mom and dad still part of it. Fran McCaffrey, you know what? Let's give Fran McCaffrey credit where credit is due. He has, he understood it and got it right from the jump, right from when he got here. What this young man meant to the program and having his teammates part of the show. It was as good a piece as I, and I'm so glad that they found a way 
to work the Jordan Bohannon angle of this story because he's a massive part of the Chris Street story now. And I'm so glad that they worked that in at the end. The Duke game. Uh, amazing. Just an amazing, amazing watch. And it's on a bunch more. And if you haven't seen it, if you think we're over-exaggerating, we're not. And you don't have to be a Hawkeye fan no, to enjoy No, you don't. It's it's a story of Iowa. It's a story of yes. Iowa. It's, it's so good. You know, that Duke game. One of my biggest takeaways is, and of course afterwards they had the replay of the Michigan game, the first game back at Carver after his passing, and I had to watch that too, of course, because yeah. it just it was a part of it. And the shots that they had from the Duke game, the shots that they had from that game, how clear it was? Yeah, because it's, true. What, it's a good point. Because watching the replay, yeah. you can tell. Right, you watch you you watch air quote old old sporting yeah. events now, and they look like this thing happened in the you know when TV was invented. But those shots, especially they of were the very Duke clear. Game, That's a good point. That was something that I was incredibly mm-hmm. surprised by of the footage that they were yeah. able to get and how however they do that and, and making how about, it HD. How about looking, Bill? He was the best player on the floor. Yeah. That's what he said. And there were dudes on that. And, team. And there were dudes on that team. Tom Izzo. This is my first cry. Uh, of the night, I think when when they interviewed Izzo, and 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 the comeback was starting, mm-hmm. right? And and Tom's not the head coach in there; it's still uh, Heathcote's uh, uh, spot. And he said, "You could sense the crowd didn't know who to cheer for." I mean, the games at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and I was starting to come back, and it just like they were a uh, Michigan State was being overwhelmed. And the home team didn't know who to cheer for. And Izzo says, the hair standing up on my arms as I say this. That's when it hit me for the first time. First time. <laughs> there were many more times to come. It is an amazing, amazing watch. I'm so glad. I get it now. I get what it must have been like to be here, to be a young um, a young kid, young boy or girl, um, to look up to their hero. What Street did to those kids, for those kids at the camps. You know, the uh, the toddlers and then the junior high he wants to stay with the high school kids because he said he would stick around. This is the night after he gets back from Europe being on that Big Ten All-Star team when Bert picked him up at 6 in the morning, and they didn't have to do that. Oh, just amazing. Just amazing. You know, there was one sad part of it. Oh, that was one sad part. Of the whole hour was sad. Um, what, what's Randy's last name, the attorney, Larson? Randy Larson, yep. Boy, he's not well, is he? Yeah. I mean, that he just, that's... Oof. Yeah, you can. He uh, and, and Randy Larson is a guy that he ran the prime time league. Was yes, that not his baby? Absolutely, a, a very prominent attorney mm-hmm. over there, well known in basketball circles. Dire nice to have him on all the time in the summer when this when the prime time thing would would start. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a big part, but yeah, uh-huh. hearing his voice and oh, just looking at him, it's, yeah. it's sad. Absolutely, you know that season overall. Thinking back upon it, we just talk about mostly those two games mm-hmm. that were there. The Michigan State come back on the road and and seeing the emotions of Dr. Tom walking off the floor Ugh. just just completely and now know, and now like, teams that have a tragedy in their program to this day yeah. Tom Davis gets calls as to how to handle it right. you know, help us out there's no handbook no playbook absolutely not the Michigan game but after that their first loss then afterwards came against Illinois just a devastating game it felt like this team was magical. You know, that there was something mm-hmm. extra happening. They played a really good Illinois team, and Andy Kaufman hits this garbage step-in three-pointer at the horn <laughs> to beat them. They end up losing three in a row after that. Uh-huh. I mean, I, that gets lost, and we can imagine. You know, uh-huh. Finally, you have these two hugely emotional uh-huh. games, and, and the comeback, and then beating the Fab Five, and, and doing it in that fashion. And then after that, but 
they still rebounded. They, they won five straight then in the next wow. kind of set from there. Won their final three games of the regular season. And the craziest thing, it ended, they played Wake Forest in the round of 32. It was a 4-5 game. They played Rodney Rogers and Wake Forest. Chris Street would have kicked the crap out of Rodney Rogers. And he was a first-round pick, Yes, I think. he was. He I was think a, it was Denver might have picked him first. He was a very good nugget. Yeah. He had a nice NBA career. Chris Street would have taken him to task. Yeah, you know, and yeah there was the, there was no um, um, room for debate in that program whether Chris Street was played in the NBA. Right. Yeah. I mean, Billy Packer said it during the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Hoybrick played in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Taking number 40, um, the Iowa-Iowa State game, holding him to one point in, the, in that game. Hoybrick said it was the worst game he ever played. Um, just look, it, uh, it'll affect you. It does. It really does. It really and truly does. And and now when, you know, when you, I remember where I was. I remember what it was like. I remember my dad crying and putting me to bed because I was too young to grasp. All of these stories that you've heard over the years. Whew. Watch it, folks. I think you'll be glad you did. I really did. Big Ten Network, hats off to you. More with it when we have uh, Wade Looking Bill coming up. Um, at 12.05. Randy, real quick, and then we're going to switch gears to the NFL. Randy, thanks for chiming in. How are you? Randy, are you there? Yes, I am. Fire away. Uh, the part that got me the first time, maybe the second time, was when uh, I think it was Val Barnes so that during a practice, uh, yes. uh, Kenyon Murray missed a layup. Yes, and broke down. And then he just and just broke down yep. in the free throw lane and started crying, and Tom Davis said, that's it, we're done. Yep, yep, great point. I forgot to mention that. You're 100% right. That was, that was one of the times that got me, too. How old a guy are yeah, you, Randy? Right How old a guy are uh, you? 51. So you remember it well. Where were you? Do you remember? Uh, I was at my parents' house in, in the in the basement watch, just watching TV, and somebody had called me. Wow. Unreal. That affects yeah. you. Randy, thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks, guys. Thank you. Um... Yeah. Whew. Anyways, it is official. It's the 31st of January, the rescheduled game with Northwestern. 8 o'clock tip. That is a Tuesday night. Um, Tuesday night, uh, Big Ten Network has it. Yeah, Chris Murray, the reason you know he's, he's Chris Murray is because of Pop's teammate. Uh, let's get Frank Schwab in here, yahoosports.com. He joins us. He's got his picks up for the divisional round. Uh, Frank, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Frank Schwab. How are you? Good, good. How's it going? Doing well. Uh, going to be a great weekend. Is of the of the uh, playoff weekends. Is this your favorite, other than Super Bowl, of course? Of the three, the preseason oh, wild card, the championship, and this one. Where's this one rank? Uh I mean, if you're taking out the Super Bowl, I guess I have to take this one because it's not wild card. And uh, but I do like. I, I guess I do like championship weekend too. I'm a weirdo. I think week one is the <laughs> best week of the NFL. Yeah, just because everything is new. Yeah, all our fantasy teams haven't lost. All, <laughs> none of our bets have lost. Everybody's got this hope. So I just love you know all 32 being involved. But once we you know get it down to the obvious best teams, yeah, this is a pretty good weekend of football where. Just and these four matchups are great. I'm really looking forward to them. And Frank, I want to start with the one that you and I are complete agreement on. Um, I think Dallas, and I hate to say it because I'm well invested in the Niners. I think they're going to give San Francisco all they can handle. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that we're really overlooking, and it's weird, it's weird that we're overlooking this because this is such a quarterback-driven league and analysis and everything like that. At some point, it's Dak Prescott against Brock Purdy. Like, and people can, you know, I mean, disregard 
Dak Prescott all they want, but he's a pretty good quarterback. I, and I think we saw that on Monday night, where Brock Purdy has never faced a defense like this. He's due kind of for a bad game. And I'm not one of these guys who every week is like, oh, this is this is where Brock Purdy crashes to earth. I think he's what he's doing is legit, but I just I think the Cowboys are right behind the 49ers as far as defense goes. Mm-hmm. I think they can do. I think they can do everything the 49ers can do. And they have a much, much better quarterback. Now, San Francisco has a much, much better coach. I, I think we'd all agree on that. But I, I just, yes, I, I, when I look at these teams, I don't really see much separation between them. We're going to get some upsets this week, at least one, I think. And I think it's going to be Dallas. I, I think Dallas went straight up. You are on the Cowboys straight up. While I'm, Ken and I have been back and forth in this game quite a bit already this week, and I'm on the other side here. I think there is an overreaction to beating just that pitiful Bucks team a, a week ago. Sure. Tampa was bad. I think the only counter argument, the only counter argument, is the Cowboys have been good all season. We just haven't noticed. Yeah. We were so high on Philly early. We're so high on the 49ers late. If you take out the, I, I know you can't play this. This is a very slippery slope. But if you take out the first game. When the Cowboys were just awful against the Buccaneers, I don't know what happened in that game. You take out the last game, where they really had nothing to play for, right? That, that, I've been talking about that. That Commanders game, why people overreacted to that, I don't know. The Cowboys were 12-3. and three. If you take out those two games, like, this was a good football team all season. It wasn't just one game. That one game was really, really good. But, yeah, the Buccaneers were terrible. They're just a terrible football team. But I think it's more than just one game. And I've heard that. Like, you know, oh, are we overreacting to just them beating the Bucs? Maybe a little bit, but... To me, I've I've been high on this Cowboys team all season. I, I just think they're good. Let's go to the opener of the weekend. Kansas City back in Arrowhead by week. Andy Reid off a bye against the Jaguars. It was a comeback for the ages. Eight and a half is the number. We'll throw that into it as well. What do you expect to see game one on Saturday? I uh, you know, I don't I, I just don't want to sound like a crazy man because you give me my two games back to back where I kind of have the <laughs> pretty bold take. I don't think the Jaguars are drawing dead here. I think that we're going to get to the fourth quarter and we're going to be like, oh my God, the Jaguars have the ball. They're down three and they can win this game. I just, the Jaguars just won a playoff game where they had a minus five turnover differential. <laughs> That's fluky. That ain't going to happen. The, the turnovers ain't going to happen too often. Them playing really, really well is going to happen. It's, I mean, six straight wins for them. This team just has total 2021 Bengals vibes to me. Wow. I mean, a four seed with a young quarterback that's playing really, really well late in the year. The team is believing in itself. They're catching some breaks. I, I don't know that they can pull off the upset. I, I don't. But eight and a half, yeah. I, I just think this is, you know, this is the biggest spread on the board, and we all think, oh, yeah, the Chiefs, Mahomes, they're going to blow them out. I think people are going to be surprised. I really do. Now, look, I, I get it. It could be. 28 zip by the end of the first quarter. I mean, the Chiefs always have that capability, but I just, I just have been buying into this Jaguars team week after week after week. I just, I think their confidence is growing. I think they're well coached. I think they're, and I think their quarterback's absolutely legit. I don't know what happened in the first half against San Diego. <laughs> I'm sorry, against the Chargers. Still doing San Diego after all these years, but that's not. I, I think that when he bounced back and threw the four touchdowns, that was more impressive to me than anybody piling on the four interceptions. I thought that for him to stay in the game as a 24-year-old quarterback who's just on four interceptions in about 20 minutes of game time, for him to bounce back and lead that team to a win, 
I think that was really one of the moments Trevor Lawrence has arrived as a star. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know what it is too. I think it's uh, I think it's facts. Who watches the Jacksonville Jaguars unless your team happens to be playing them that week? Right. I mean, you don't go out of your way to watch them. And then you look at the roster and Kirk and Jones uh, and Ingram and Travis Etienne. They got some dudes. They got some skill position players. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good game as well. If I could only watch one, thankfully that's not the case. I might watch Philadelphia. I might because uh, this NFC North. I love the division, first of all. Uh, top to bottom, it's my favorite division. Uh, and here we go with the Giants and Daniel Jones. And I get that he played the Vikings. And the Vikings defense is, is putrid. Man, he carried yeah. that team. He ca- well, Barkley's good, too. Um, I think that this is the one that's got a chance to have the upset, Frank. Wow, wow. I, I'm, I have to be honest, I think the Eagles... The Eagles were my one blowout pick, the one favorite I picked. I, I just think they're... Look, there's a team that's 14-1 with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. They're really, really good. And I know that it kind of dipped a little bit late in the season. I, a lot of that was because Hurts was out. But I still have faith in this Eagles team. I really do. It's a good football team top to bottom. And, and part of me, was, the Giants are getting better. I, I, could, I could absolutely see the argument for them because they're improving. Daniel Jones, is he's become a legit guy. I I'll be honest, like I cover the NFL, right? Like This is my life. I deal with this every single day, all day. There were guys he was throwing to last week where I'm like, who's that? That's a good point. Who, who, who's yeah. Daniel Jones throwing yeah. to? Like, they have nothing at receiver, and Daniel Jones is still out there playing really well. I will say, yeah, he ain't going to face the Vikings defense this week. Like, this is right. a different deal. This is the Eagles team has 70-some sacks this season. Uh, really good at cornerback, too. Uh, and I think that makes a big difference. But I understand it. I understand. I, I would understand picking the Giants, especially in the points. Uh, they've just had a remarkable season. They, I mean, for them to have... A playoff berth, first playoff win since Eli beat Brady in the second Super Bowl between them. Wow. Uh, what a season for them, either way. Uh, but I think the Eagles get over on them. But hey, uh, <laughs> the Giants are playing some good, good football right now. We know the AFC Championship game. If we get Buffalo against Kansas City, it'll be on a neutral field. Why isn't this game Cincinnati at Buffalo on a neutral field? Yeah, I think it should have been. I really mm-hmm. do. I'm with you. I'm with you. I. I, I the Bengals, you know, I think the Bengals had gripes. I, the NFL went out of their way to make Ravens Bengals fair. They were going to do the coin flip. Didn't happen, but they were going to. They went out of their way to make Bills Chiefs fair by doing a neutral field. That happens. They did nothing to help the Bengals. Nope. Like the, the Bengals were, I mean, there was a million years to go in that game on Monday night that they got canceled, but. Bengals were leading that game and they're yep. moving downfield. Like yep. I mean, you know, like there's no reason to believe the Bengals weren't winning that game. Why don't they get the same consideration? I'm with you. I think that I, I don't think the NFL should have done anything. I, I think the NFL should have just said, "Look, it sucks, but this is what it is. The, you're going to play an Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. There's not going to be a coin flip for the Ravens. This is just what it is, and we're sorry." Uh, but they, they, once you start to make concessions, you got to make concessions to everybody, mm-hmm. and they didn't for the Bengals. But this game is I. I, I Another game where the, the underdog, I'm like, why? What's really the separate in the Bengals and Bills right now? I get the offensive line is an issue. Like that, the, the, those injuries are not ideal going into a playoff game. But I just think if you're asking me who is the better team over the last five, six weeks of the season, Cincinnati. I, I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, they might be. Yeah, it might be Cincinnati. And uh, the Bills haven't really put their put their foot on anybody's throat in a long time. I mean, it is they let Skylar Thompson hang around. So mm-hmm. I. I think the Bengals. I think I wouldn't. I think I'm going to try to land on this narrow runway of. I think the Bills win, but the Bengals cover. But I, it wouldn't shock me at all if the Bengals won. They were like you said. They, they could. You could. 
easily make the case they were a better team over the last two months of the season. Yep, no doubt about it. Where's Sean Payton going to end up? That's an interesting one. I got to believe Denver, right? Like, I, it just. Why wouldn't it be Denver at this point? It's just not going to be Arizona. I think that that's kind of almost been not ruled out, but I think people are coming around to the fact that it's not going to be them. I look honestly. I look at these openings, and not the sexiest, Frank. Yeah, if I'm Sean Payton, I might be like maybe another year at Fox is yeah, too bad. Yeah. Uh, just because, which unless you're just get blown away by the Waltons' money in Denver with their new owners there. Mm-hmm. Oh, none. All of these seem kind of dead-end to me. Except, honestly, I think the best opening is the Panthers because you're walking into a division where none of the other teams have a quarterback. Like, you don't either, but <laughs> if you could figure a quarterback and, and all of a sudden you could win three division titles in a row before everybody catches up. So, but none of these are sexy. Yeah, it's just kind of, eh, like, if I'm Sean Payton and I was like, this is my deal, I'm going to put together an assistant staff, I'm going to come back after you... And I look at what jobs are open. I'm like, oh, geez, this stinks. <laughs> what did I do to myself? So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see where he lands. But I guess if, if he's really into, hey, I just want to get back into coaching right now. I don't want to waste another year of my life. I think Denver's got to be the answer. Well, <laughs> let's go to Tom Brady to the booth in Fox. Does he play another season? Tampa Bay's getting rid of Byron Leftwich. Other destinations out there, a whole bunch of them. Where's Brady next year? I don't know. I, I, it's one of those where I'm going to answer this based on what I think he will do, not what he should do. And I think he should retire. Like I just mm-hmm. look, he was good this year. He wasn't bad. He wasn't. He, he, there were times when he looked bad, but he's a perfectly average quarterback. But perfectly average for Tom Brady is a big, a big step down. Honestly, he was a different quarterback this year. I just don't think it gets better at age 46. <laughs> how how are we assuming that Tom Brady has some kind of bounce back a year? I, but I just think he wants to play. I just think he wants to play. He doesn't care about having the 2015 Peyton Manning year where it's just like, oh, my goodness, he can't play anymore. I think he just wants to play. And now, I, I mean, I hate to kind of you know put two and two and two together, but he doesn't have a wife who's telling him not to play anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest. Who's telling Tom Brady, no, we don't want you to play? He's going to screw it. I'm going to go play. I guess the Raiders, although I don't understand why that makes sense for anybody involved, to be honest. But the McDaniels thing, it's probably the Raiders who he ends up with. I I just don't know. I just think that that's going to be the Joe Namath with the Rams stop. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah. I just I just can't see it ending up well. I, I, don't, I hope it does because I like Brady, and I, he's had an unbelievable career, honestly, obviously. But... I just don't, I don't know how he's better at age 46 than he was at age 45. Johnny Unitas with the Chargers be be one of uh-huh. those. Brutal. Hey, last thing, since we're doing that, what about Aaron Rodgers? He's got a lot of money in Green Bay. I mean, he's he's under contract. Uh, what what? How, how does this end? I just think it ends how it always ends. Uh, two months of drama. And <laughs> look at me, and what am I going to do? And oh, by the way, I'm going to come back to the Packers. Like I just, we've seen this. Until I'm just, I'm just done with this. And we uh, fill in the blank. I mean, change the names. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. We saw this yeah. happen with him too over the years. I'm just until Aaron Rodgers actually switches teams. I'm just going to be like, whatever, Aaron. You're going to be back in Green Bay. I'm not going to fa- Not going to be on the edge of my seat with this drama anymore. I think he's back in the Packers. Thanks for doing this, Frank. We'll uh, hopefully run you down before the Super Bowl if your schedule allows. Thanks very much. Absolutely, guys. I always appreciate it. Yep, yeah, as do we. Thank you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, as we check in with our buddy who covers the NFL at Yahoo Sports. Well, I don't like the Giants. I don't get it. 
I, you know what? And when he said that, look, I've, this is what I do for a living. Uh, <laughs> I come and follow this very closely, and even I had to look. Now, who's the guy that just caught that pass from Daniel Jones? Isaiah Hodges, who? I mean, we've heard of Slayton. Yeah, heard of him. Heard of him. He's not good. No, but at least you've heard Richie James. No. No. And now you're going up against the Eagles defense. Yeah. I don't. See, I'm not sold that. Is Hurts back, back, back? See, that's the one. If you could sell me on that, I could start to buy in a little bit more. But the way they run the ball, even without mm. Miles Sanders all over the place, yeah. two big play weapons. Yeah, those receivers are absolutely legit. You're 100% right there. Goddard, a, a top line, yep. tight end. Yep. And then that defense. I know. Offensive line is good. I mean, could you see this 31 7? No, don't tell me that. Mm, I, think, uh, I think that's where we're trying. It's to. our it's our final Saturday football game of yeah. Uh, I I think it's I love the game where it's placed. I mean, a night game in mm. Philadelphia with two teams from the NFC East. I think it's I hope it's good. Um, right now, time for another thousand dollar slam dunk. In fact, it's way past time. Apologies. Go to kxno.com right now. Once you're there, you can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword money at uh, in the pop up box. Money. In the pop-up box at kxno.com, your chance to win $1,000. Another opportunity coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. Valley, we'll cover that next when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. See store for details. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back, Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We want to do the good story in the Valley last night locally or the bad one? Let's start bad because that certainly feels well, a little... Well, it started good but ended really oh. bad for the Bulldogs. How do you lose that game? It's not devastating because... Because everybody's so packed together. Yeah, it's a one-bit league. Dress. Yes. A regular season championship, doesn't matter. Fair point. You didn't have to go do your things. thing in yes. St. Louis. Yep. Now, most importantly, what you want to have... Is be a top four seed. Right. Because if you're a five, that means an extra day having to win four games in four days. And we know what a grind that conference mm-hmm. is. That extra day, I think, is going to be super impactful mm-hmm. now, where in the past it was just two games. And well, now those we got states four games. got the season series already in the bag against you. And yes. they're one of the teams that's going to be fighting for a top four. And you're coupled that with, even if it's not a tiebreaker just between those two, but if it's like a three way tie, well, you combine the records. You're one two in that one. That's mm-hmm. this is going to be a stinger. Mm-hmm. And to let that one slip away after losing to him on the road earlier this season, Drake has been a completely different team at the Nap Center. And to let it slip away, like I, that, I was stunned, Trent. I was I, I was stunned. Uh, I thought Ebenecker and uh, Brad Wells did a terrific job on the play by play. I was. Um, at least at the beginning of the night, really pumped up to be. So I, I went to ESPN Plus because uh-huh. that's where I thought the game was. Yep. It's not available in my area. What yep. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exact same thing. I clicked on it and said, oh, I know where it has so to be. So there you go, yes. right? Under the 660s. And there, was it 665 or 668? 665. 665. Yep. NBC uh, Sports Chicago. It was great. Um, but that's a bad loss. You, mm-hmm. you can't sugarcoat this one. This is a bad loss. You were up by, I don't know, 14 or whatever it was at halftime. Uh, than to, to lose it in overtime to a team that had already beaten you. Bad one. So, and that was that their first loss in the Valley? At home? At home, yes. Yeah. They had lost to Mo State, SIU, Indiana State, all on the road before gotcha. that. Gotcha. You and I, on the other hand. Kevin Lehman did the game. Mm-hmm. No idea who the play-by-play guy was. It was Telly Hughes. Telly Hughes. Remember him from Fox Sports North back in the day? I don't. Twins, he was a sideline guy. Okay. And he was uh, what Marnie is Marnie, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that for the Timberwolves, the Twins, in a little Name while. Name rings a bell a little bit. But, also did uh, the same for the Brewers on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Okay. 
So yeah, that was his gig. I don't know if he still has the Wisconsin gig, but yeah, I had to look it up too because I'm. First of all, I heard and I'm like, I know the voice, and then he kind of. I didn't. It didn't even register with me. But I couldn't place it at all. And then I finally remembered to look up today and looked at the game notes mm. and oh, Telly Hughes, yeah, that guy. So tell me about Trey uh, Trey Campbell. Did you see him at uh, at state tournament or anything like that? He was unbelievable yesterday. I saw him a bunch, and to be honest, I never saw it. Really, I he's long. He's yeah. a point guard. He's six, six three. three yeah. Kind of guy that a place like you and Is I. He doesn't a true get. freshman. Yes, true yes. freshman. On a lot of really good Cedar Falls teams going mm-hmm. back. He's been playing since he was an underclassman. He was he was good, but I just. I didn't know how impactful he could be. Not the fastest guy, not a great shot. Well, he certainly shot the yellow <laughs> out of it last night. He did, and gets him up to 33% on the year after that performance. But I wasn't sure. Okay. And he, is, he has looked a lot better this early, especially in his career, Oof. than I anticipated. He's a guy that's kind of a fun building block, though. You know, yeah. different kind of point yeah. guard than what they've had. Not a shoot-first kind mm-hmm. of guy, but mm-hmm. with that kind of size... You know, ability to get to the rim. It'll be interesting to watch what they do there. Boy, a whole bunch of guards on that team, isn't there? <laughs> that's, that's all they have. That's all they have, yeah. And I, I saw a piece a couple weeks back that there's still a possibility that, uh, oh, and his name now just. Fife? Yeah, Fife might really? possibly. I hope he can get out there on the yeah, floor. I do too. You know, and. The way that he wants yeah. to end it. But, yeah. you know, they're playing Cole Henry out there at center a lot. Mm-hmm. Cole Henry's 6'9, but he's. 230, yeah. 225. He's not a real big guy. Right. And then after that, it's James Benz. He's 6'6". Mm-hmm. It's, there's at times they have Drew Daniel. Somebody playing a Dowling at 6'6", playing center, just because they don't have any That's bigs. their option. That's, that's the direction that they have to go. I mean, that's that's got to be number one for Jacobson going forward, right? Get in the portal, see yeah. if we can find somebody yeah. to help out inside, because they got a plethora of guards. they got guys that can score, that can beat you a lot of different ways. If they can get that figured out... I thought this team early on, after some of the losses that they took, that this was a dead season. And yeah, I then, did too. You know, they've gone out there, beat a good St. Bonaventure team, beat Townsend, who's pretty decent over in Chicago, and now they've picked up yet another Valley win. I, I Trent, they have a big, better record than the preseason favorites in the Valley. I thought six might be what they have all season long. Right. Here they are, six and three, and very much in the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, oh, Ben Jacobson. this race, this race. But that's a bad loss for Drake, man. That was, was a bad loss for Drake. Hats off to the folks that made it out to both of those venues mm-hmm. last night during that. Plenty uh, of good seats available. Yeah, there were. Then you can understand right. why. You certainly understand. Boy, that was a heavy snow, wasn't it? It was. Ugh, brutal. Well, I had to shovel it. You had, yeah, of course, it was done when I got up yeah. this morning. It's even done by the time you get up. Yeah. yeah. How was your walk? Uh, no, no, no such thing. No, didn't do it? No. Too no. many sidewalks. Too many sidewalks. Yeah. Too old. Um, <laughs> let's do this. We'll take a time out. Mm-hmm. We will invite forward listeners right now to call 515-284-5966. Give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. If you haven't played in the last 30 days, whether you've won or not, if you've played, you're ineligible. Uh, but if you haven't, we'd love to hear from you at 515-284-5966. We'll give you the, well, the four divisional games is a pretty good starting point, Yes, right? absolutely. Maybe uh, we'll do that. We'll come up with the tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get 25 So two of the four of you will win barbecue from Claxons. 515-284-5966. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway next. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay right there. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports. Station 106.3. Mitchell Scheib today.
All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Andy and his team at Claxons serving barbecue in Altoona uh, for over 25 years. You can find them online, Claxon, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com. Kirk, Brad, Brian, and Adam will give you the four games. They are the divisional games and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 You can, I'll give you a little clue so you can start thinking about this. Uh, the tiebreaker is Brock Purdy Passing Yards. Purdy Passing Yards. Uh, Kirk is up first. Hello, Kirk. Welcome. How are you? Hey, doing well, guys. How you doing? Doing fine. Uh, Kansas City's an eight and a half point favorite over Jacksonville. Yeah, give me, uh, give me Kansas City. Philly seven and a half over the Giants. I'm gonna go G men. Okay, Buffalo's a five and a half point favorite over the Bengals. Uh, give me Buffalo and San Fran three and a half to Dallas. Give me the Forty ers Here's the tiebreaker, Kirk. Uh, Brock Purdy passing yards. Closest without going over. Give me uh, 237. Kirk, enjoy the divisional round. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks, Charles. Thank you. Uh, Brad is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Brad. Hey, how are you guys? Good, fine. Thanks. KC, eight and a half over Jacksonville. I'm going to take KC. Philly, give seven and a half to the Giants. Uh, Philly. Buffalo, a five and a half point favorite over Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. San Fran, three and a half to the Cowboys. San Fran. Purdy, passing yards versus Dallas this weekend. Closest without going over is the tiebreaker. 225. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Uh, Brian's up next. Brian, welcome to KXNO. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing fine. Chiefs, eight and a half point favorite over the Jags. I'll take the Chiefs. Philadelphia, seven and a half to the Giants. Giants. Buffalo, five and a half to Cincy. I got to take Buffalo. Okay. Uh, San Fran, three and a half to Dallas. San Fran, definitely. Purdy, passing yards. Total uh, closest without going over. Uh, 236. Brian, thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And Adam brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Adam. Hello. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite over Jacksonville. Uh, Kansas City. Philly, seven and a half over the Giants. Uh, Giants. Buffalo, five and a half to Cincy. Uh, Cincinnati. San Fran, three and a half over Dallas. Uh, San Francisco. Brock Purdy, passing yards, closest without going over, Adam. Was the first guy 37 yards? No, no, he had a two in front of it. 237. 237. Oh, well, let's go, uh, go one then. One thirty-seven, one one total. Yeah, good. Well done. Let's, well, let's, go, one, let's go one total. Let's hope he's under two twenty-five. No, I get what you're doing. Well done. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Yep, you do the same. And Price is right. Rules. No, why not? Right? Yes, that's the way to do it. You know, I think I'll go in reverse order with the calls because the first guy in is always the first guy up. Yes. So should he? Because he was first. Should he get the get last advantage. go at the tiebreaker? Yeah, that's not a bad thought. After all these years, maybe. We, it just dawned on me. Shifting, adjusting. Yeah. Uh, was there any consensus? There was. Uh, everybody likes Niners? Everybody likes the Niners. I don't like that. No. Everybody likes Kansas City. 
I do like that because I like Jacksonville this week, plus the points. Mm-hmm. Can this game be close? Yes. So I think it's close into the fourth quarter. I do, too. You do? I think Jacksonville can win. House money type of thing? Not yeah. Not supposed to be there? Yes. Pressures on the Chiefs? All of it. Uh-huh. I can buy it all. Mm-hmm. Look, Jacksonville's had a lot of early draft picks, Trent. These, these draft picks are starting to grow up a little bit. Can they, can they get enough stops, though? Because I don't think they can score 31, 34, 37, 41 to win the game. Who's watching Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can ask that about every team, right? Right. Um, Kelsey's been out of the end zone a lot lately, mm-hmm. though. What's been? Mm-hmm. One touchdown over his last eight, something like that. Um, I, I I like some of their dudes. That the other Josh Kentucky Josh Allen mm-hmm. uh, is good. Obviously, Trayvon Walker from Georgia last year was the first overall pick. But what impresses me about Jacksonville, and again, who watches Jacksonville? <laughs> this team is. Oh, I didn't even. Well, we knew they were in the league, but you don't <laughs> right. watch them very often. Um, but they got weapons. This Christian Kirk is legit. Zay Jones, Zay Jones, yes. terrific player. Ingram's nice yeah. tight end. Trevor Solid. Lawrence. Starting to live up to that first overall pick status. And ETN. And Travis ETN, his former teammate. Can they find a way to win 30-27? Man, I hope so. My concern is, I just don't know if they can get enough stops. I don't think they can. Is it an, too much flukiness you know, for that to kind of play out mm-hmm. in that order? That's, that's the part that I struggle with. What championships with. games do you want to see? Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo, KC. Yeah. On the other side, Philly. You want to see? I don't. Philly I don't in? want to see that garbage Giants team again. Uh, I, I've seen enough. Fun story. Dallas, Philly, Listen, guys. No, I want San Francisco. We got the local storyline. No, I get it. With I Brock it. Purdy yeah. and George Kittle. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want San Francisco. What does the NFL want for the Super Bowl match? Well, they want Dallas, no doubt, and they want Kansas City. Do they want Buffalo, though? No, no. They want Patrick Mahomes over anything. Trump's ending. I get where you're going. I get the where Hamlin you're going. The Hamlin angle. Yep, yep. Uh, they want Patrick Mahomes. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. KC. KC, Dallas. Dallas. Be a big number. Didn't you have Dallas a year ago in the Super Bowl? Yes, I think. You're early. I. This is it, Trent. <laughs> Uh, our number two. We're going to start with Wade looking, Bill. Been looking forward to this conversation. One well, more so since I, uh, um, the credits rolled on Big Ten Network last night. What a phenomenal piece. Just amazing piece. Uh, Wade looking, Bill, kicks off the hour. Shelby Mass makes his return to the Miller and Condon radio program. He is, after all, our bracketologist. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.